0: Love Talk Radio Every wonder why it's happening again.
1: Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co host. And now, your co host the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. Hi, and welcome to the show. And today is April the 1st. Let's call it April Wise Day instead of April's Fool's Day. Change that energy. And we welcome you <clears> to <throat> the show. It's Friday. Michael, you might want to mute your phone. <laughs> Our call-in number is six four six two hundred four one six nine. Press one, and that puts you in queue to talk to us. And we would love to hear your comments and your questions, because that makes this your show. Welcome,
2: Michael. Thank you, dear heart, and excuse my cough. There, we're uh, we're honored that you've uh, chosen to join us today to talk about this. Awesome first century process of forgiveness and to, uh, to see that though few on the planet today are living truly as humans, that it is possible. It is possible to rid oneself of hostility, fear, rage, guilt, grief, drama, and trauma, and to truly live as a human being. Hold the newborn child to know what a human being is and engage in the first century Aramaic process of forgiveness in order to remove that which is not human from your structure. We tend to come into this world as that sweet presence of love. Anybody who's held a newborn will tell you about that. It's always fun to ask someone, well, you know, think back to that time when you held your child the first time, and, and people who, you know, perhaps have a scowl on their face, all of a sudden they've got a smile. And, and they don't have to think about that experience. They just go to that experience, and there's the presence of love, the real, true essence of human life. And once you recognize that that's how you're designed to function, if there's something else that is less than that that's happening in you, then forgiveness is the key. And it's interesting that we live in a culture that's turned forgiveness backward. We live in a culture that's told us that forgiveness is about how I let you off the hook for what's happening inside of me, how I let you off the hook because I'm not experiencing myself as I'm designed to experience myself as love. Forgiveness, in the Aramaic language, equates to the word remove removal if you're feeling something that's less than love forgiveness is the way you remove that it's got nothing to do with letting other people off the hook because that energy is moving in you and so we're honored that you're with us and i think we've got a couple of callers lined up so i'm going to just cut the conversation short and ask you to uh to say hello to dr tim and then let's go to callers
1: hey dr tim is on
3: good afternoon
2: how are you, sir?
3: I'm doing quite well, thanks. We had a lovely support group last night and watched the um third in the series of uh, relationship talks called Relationship Magic from Guy Finley. And um people absolutely loved it. There was a time in the talk where he said, "So people keep asking, why is this happening to me?" <laughs> And heads whipped around to look at each other. Did you hear him say that? That's Doctor Michael Rice talking. So, um, so that 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 talk was good. And uh, the brain cells that were firing when you uh, were doing the intro, the brief intro, were that not too long ago I listened to uh, an October thirty first a Halloween show where Michelle was. Uh, this was a number of years ago. Michelle decided to share in her experience, and she was talking about, very tearfully, with a lot of upset, stirred up in her, about how she had such a hard time honoring her mother because her mother had been so uh, negative in her treatment of Michelle when Michelle was a child. And what happened in the show I found myself saying to her what has worked a lot for a lot of people over the years is if I understand that we all began as that innocent newborn child, and then I grow up and I'm a parent and I have children of my own and I love them dearly, and I reflect back to a time when someone did something horrible to me, especially if it was one of my parents, grandparents, or aunts and uncles, I ask people to stop and think, now right now you have a child of your own, what would I have to do to you to get you to treat your child the way your parent or grandparent or aunt or uncle treated you? How, How much pain would have to be generated in you that you would be running away from in order for you to treat another human being, any other human being, let alone your own child, in the way that you experienced your parent treating you. And, and if people can shift into that, it can help them open a space of compassion for another little child who used to be their parent or their grandparent, who was born as this perfect, innocent expression of creation and love, to move them from that place of innocence and extension of love and beauty to the place where they could be violent or emotionally or verbally abusive to their own child. Imagine what had to happen to that little baby. And if that is happening, and then I shift to the space of realizing, I have these negative thoughts and energies generated in me, anger, vengeance, swear words, etc., toward my parent or my grandparent, then... I can breathe into that and realize, you know what, I'm in the same trap. I can't prevent myself from saying, thinking, and doing the very things that I, I think I'm upset with this other person for doing. And if I can move into that space and use the tool of forgiveness to remove those energies from me, it helps me open the space for compassion. So that's what got resonated in me, and that was a very powerful show. I don't know what year that was, but because she didn't say the year in the intro, but it was uh, Halloween Day, October 31st, a couple years ago, or several years ago now. So it's a blessing to have that uh, archive to be able to go back and listen to shows, and those are the brain cells that were resonated for me today in your intro. Cool, and, you know,
2: uh, and what you resonate with me as you speak that is the, the recognition. When people can start to see their lives through the eyes of energy, you know, when we were talking to David the other day and the tremendous amount of energy that was resonated for him as his friend was in a, a psych ward because he had been in that place, instead of falling prey to that and getting lost in that, he was able to stand back from his own mind and recognize that it was some leftover energy from his journey into a psych ward and the abuses that happened there and the pain that, uh, that existed around that experience experience and that in so doing he could recognize that ah this is an energy and i don't have to fall into or get lost in that energy i can step into the space of love process through it let go of it and be done with it and it's just so empowering to see the world through the eyes of energy and recognize that that's what it's really all about and that i'm always capable no matter what's going on i'm always capable of bringing forward that presence of love And, of course, unless I've got the kind of pain that you're talking about, that oftentimes a parent who's abusive has been carrying around since their childhood, and to be able to rise above that and to live without those things driving us. You go back to Yeshua 2,000 years ago, and he says, uh, you know, I'm in this world, but I'm not of it. In other words, the, the energies of the world, I'm certainly well aware of them, but they don't run my life. And most people, because they're not aware that it's just energy, allow that energy to simply run them instead of turning around and taking charge of the energy and removing the dynamics that no longer serve. And, of course, they're always the the dynamics based in hostility and fear. And so time to be done with it, time to get rid of it and move on as true human beings. So get input, sir. Appreciation. Welcome. Let's check with Jeannie and see if there's anybody with a hand up in the uh, phone queue or anything going on in the chat room.
1: Well, I did have a hand up, and I think that it might have been Captain, but he has now disappeared. So if you're still on the switchboard there, press 1. It'll put you back at the top of the queue. Um, Nothing's going on in the chat room. It's very quiet, and nobody else has their hand up.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I was expecting David to be there. I talked to him earlier today, and uh, I understood he was planning to be on the show, but maybe he'll be a few minutes in, in showing up. So if you are in the phone queue and you have a question or a thought for us, if any of this conversation from Dr. Tim and I has stimulated anything for you, then if you push one, that will raise your hand. And of course, if you're in the uh, chat room and can't speak to us through there uh, and, or you're on one of those stations that we can't see you, uh, then if you simply call the number 646-200-4169, you'll be listening to the show on your telephone. And then if you have a question and you push one, that magically raises a little hand in the control panel and G knows that you want to speak to us. So,
3: So if you're there, Yes, sir, go ahead. I, I looked it up, and it was uh, 2013, October 31st, Halloween Day, 2013, was that show I was referencing where Michelle did her sharing. and It was a very powerful show. And um, just, I just want to put another plug in for people to go back to the archives and use that, what in my mind is a fabulous tool. And a good place to begin is the uh, series of shows that Jeannie has singled out and put on the list of. I think you say now there are 16 of them that you can get by going to the uh, Start Here page. And then uh, there's a list of MP3s. But it's a very, very powerful tool to be able to refer people to this list of shows that talk about some of the most powerful testimonials and some of the most powerful worksheets that have been done on the show over the past five years and also some, you know, the the fabulous instruction that comes from dealing with people that are stuck in the worksheet process and they're not having that powerful aha, but the the mechanics of how to work around that and how to find a way into a worksheet through the goal or the thought if I don't know what the actual trigger is in the front at the top of the worksheet page. So there's wonderful stuff in the archive.
2: Yes, I am, for one, very appreciative of the fact that, um, one, we have this technology available where we can reach out to and hear from real live people in real-life situations and give them real live help and support and that we have this community where we can communicate with anyone all over the globe it's uh it's an awesome tool to have and then of course those archives that uh that give people access anytime to support for using these tools is fabulous and Jeannie tells us we do have a hand up so let's say hello to our caller.
1: Yes, and if anybody does go back and listen to those, like you just gave me the date of October 31st, 2013, I will now go back and put a little blurb in there of what that show was about. So if anybody does go back through and listen to archives, you know, starting at the end of January this year, since nobody's volunteered to do it, I've been typing in the notes on the days that I do the switchboard. But there are years where we don't have any notes, so if anybody does, go back and listen. If you just drop me an email at genie at why again dot org and tell me what the synopsis is of that day that you listened to, and I'll plug it in so that other people can find it by doing a search. And we do okay. have and, three and hands and up.
3: All right, Jeannie, yes. That just real quick, that particular day is very well documented. That's how I stumbled across it. I was scrolling oh, through okay, it good. and found it. But that okay, one you good. don't need to do.
1: Okay, good. Thank you. Um, so the first uh, caller that we've got three, and the first one is area code 864. You're on the air. Hi, everyone. This is Mary Ann calling from South Carolina.
0: And I hey have there, young lady. Welcome. Si- Thank you, Michael. I have a real-life situation, and so I'd like some support. I um, set a goal to contact a detective today to... Um, I've already filled out an incident report and the incident happened about six months ago and for this duration of time I've been um, waiting for the person in question to um, repay me money that um, I had paid him and so he his words and his actions haven't matched. So today I was going to call and then leave it in the hands of the rule of law, so to speak. And, boy, my heart started racing the minute I picked up the phone, and then I realized, well, the program is on, so ask for support, and that's what I'm calling about. I set a goal that today I would follow through with what the detective has told me I need to do, which is – let the law handle it. And basically I gave him uh, over $7,000 and he um, has a history of, what should I say, not keeping his word, taking money from other people. And there's a online record of his criminal and civil um, incidents. So just talking about it, I can feel anxiety. And so... Theoretically, I don't believe in punishment. I feel like natural consequences are um, what works. And um, it's just really hard for me to know that he could go to jail for my picking up the phone and calling the detective.
2: Well, my, my input for that would be, first of all, to look at that, which moves in you that sounds like some pretty deep fear and it sounds like your opportunity to forgive some fear about, you know, whether it's about holding someone accountable or whether it's interaction with someone who's called the law, you know, not sure what the source of the fear is, but I'd be doing some worksheets to clean that up. Whatever whatever way you go with the action, it's showing you that there's certainly some fear in your physiology that you could be letting go of. And that's a, a nice thing to be aware of that, hmm, I have some fear in that arena. And, you know, who knows what direction that might go, but that might be your starting point for worksheets. And, you know, to, to look at the fact that you're not responsible in this case for punishment. You're responsible in what you're doing is, and I would suggest you get to a really connected space of love. If it's the appropriate thing to do, you're actually stepping forward to protect the community from someone who sounds like a predator that takes money from people unjustifiably. And so are you, are you doing this to punish or are you doing this to hold him accountable? Are you doing this to motivate him to, Take care of his debt to you which is reasonable to hold him accountable for it that's a reasonable thing to do and of course all the things that come up in you as you approach that become your work and holding someone accountable for illegal behavior is a very reasonable sensible and community minded thing to do
0: and I agree with everything you said yes the fear is triggered on physiologically kind of just really stressed, and uh, there's a deeper something behind it, and I would love to go to the root cause, and um, it could be fear of retribution. That's my thought about one thing, and, you know, how does that relate to the past? I'm not really sure consciously yet, but that's what I think the fear is about, of being punished for trying to do this
2: so then the, the question you know when you look from the past is are there situations in your life where you have spoken up to hold someone accountable and they found a way to get back at you, you
0: yeah know, through you're
2: right. behavior someone you're close to in relationship uh perhaps someone distant in relationship where you've reached out to uh move toward accountability and then been uh been had retribution taken toward you. And so that's not a good thing to carry around in your body. And so definitely I'd be working on removing that now that it's been triggered.
0: Right. Okay. I'm breathing, so that's good.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yes, that felt like some relief.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely relief and relief.
2: So did you just – uh, quickly look at a situation that uh, you perhaps hadn't let yourself really look at before through these eyes and uh, let loose some of the energy from it? What, do you mind sharing what happened?
0: Well, I think it relates to a power person. And that's, you know, the dynamic the dynamic that we talk about. And my stress is really up. Uh, just knowing that I guess I want to do the right thing. And how do I define the right thing? Well, yes, this could help somebody else from being uh, targeted. And so um, I wanted him, my goal for him was to repay me and keep his word. And so I have to cancel that goal. I I wanted it to be different. I wanted it to, everybody told me, look, there's no way he's going to pay you back. And I've waited all these months hoping that, You know, we could resolve it. And he would say one thing and then not follow through. So, um, anyway, I'm just needing to make that phone call and do my work. That's it.
2: So is there any one particular that came to mind? Because there was a, a, a shift in your energy there for a moment. Was there anyone that came to mind and you don't have to name names but that that you tapped into as you started to think about that fear?
0: Well, I um am finding my voice and speaking up, whereas when I was smaller, younger, I probably discussed it, so it could reply it could apply to many different situations, father, husband, it's definitely a male authority thing.
2: Mm. So then a a mind shifter might be helpful. Okay. (laughs) So a mind shifter that would be useful in that situation would be, it's safe and healing. When I speak up and hold men in my life accountable, And they honor and cherish me for that.
0: Okay. Are you breathing? down I... Yes, I am.
2: Good. Good. So does anybody okay. in particular come to mind as you write that?
0: Did you want me to name names? <laughs> Uh, well
2: now you don't need to name names, but just you know, if I I'm looking more to just see if that's keying into something and get your response to see if there's something deeper to go to. But no, it's not about uh, personal personalities or names in particular.
0: Um it's um it's an opportunity for healing. I'm seeing it that way and it is safe and healing. And it it's trusting the process and and knowing that I am safe because it's my own mind that's creating this I know that I mean it's definitely a chance to just let that
2: go We're here to hold the space and to just push love in your direction to support you in being able to break down any kind of fear that could create untoward results and bring forward uh, the optimum result. And for anybody who's new to the show who doesn't know what a mind shifter is and why I just uh, gave Mary Ann that as a tool, a mind shifter is a tool that's designed. Because the mind works through resonance, If you present the mind with a frequency that matches something that's been hiding and you utilize that in order to resonate what's been hiding. You can get things to come to the surface that otherwise are not seen. So just that idea that it's safe and healing to speak up to an authority figure or to a male authority figure. If there's a file in the mind and the mind organizes information and files, so to speak, on male authority figures and there's pain in it, then you know most people live their lives so as to not face or deal with that pain, and it becomes an unconscious dynamic in every male relationship an unconscious dynamic in my own body and the idea of the mind shifter is to use it as a catalyst to surface what's been hidden so that i don't have to function out of any kind of unconscious dynamic and so if if that resonates for anyone then you know the way to use that as a tool and i'm just explaining this so if there's somebody new who's uh, not been on the show you know what it is we're talking about and can make use of the tool basically what you do is you just take a piece of paper you divide it in two write the mind shifter on the left side of the page and then just write you know create the space to be by yourself the phone is off you're totally isolated and by yourself and just write and write and write and you know kind of do a brain dump just let the mind bring up anything that it has around that issue so that you get to become conscious of hidden dynamics and you bring love to them. Where there are worksheets to be done or there's amends to be made, where there's the commitment to be used. Any one of the tools can be used as you look at what surfaces as a result of the mind shifter. So that's what we're here to do and and we're here to hold the space for that issue to become totally clean and clear and uh, and for you to be taken care of for having the courage to speak up that perhaps it's the motivator that gets him to speak up and uh and recompense you and to think about the his behavior with the people in the community and that maybe he doesn't have to go to the extreme of ending up in a jail cell in order to realize that maybe it's time to step forward because people are going to hold him accountable and and do it with honesty and integrity.
4: Yeah,
0: I've um, gone through, you know, different – oh, golly. I've had, you know, opportunities to heal these last six months when something would come up. And so as I'm writing this, It's Safe and Healing, when I speak up and hold men accountable in my life – First thought is I don't believe a word of it. Uh, On the other hand, I can get to a place where I'm in that loving space and see it from a whole different perspective, from a soul level. And so I vacillate. And I would just love, love, love to be able to stay in that rather than get triggered. And it really was so visible to me when I was said, I had set a goal, I'm going to call today, and then I saw, oh, I have a chance to heal this before I call. So this is good. So I'm going to keep writing the um, mind shifter. And um, yeah, so I'm I'm really, really wanting to heal it. And the way oh, I go with it is... Yeah, so um, this... This is a piece that I feel sad about because rather um, than trusting this process that men would honor me and cherish me for speaking up, I've stayed single since my divorce. So um, it ties in with that.
2: Breathe. Breathing. Breathing. Sounds like there's lots of emotion on that one.
5: Yeah, there is.
2: So we hold the space for everything that has to do with the men in your life. You know, it's it's time for this issue to heal on the planet. And uh, thank you for being courageous enough to to look there with the kind of pain that I hear in your voice. So let that space open. Yeah,
3: thank you. Okay. I'll let you know how it goes. I would just like to say... Yes. Every time... I've heard the kinds of phrases I heard come out of you. Yeah. It has indicated some severe, severe abuse. And the kind of phrase I heard come out of you was that he might go to jail because I made this phone call.
0: hmm Yeah, well, that's what the detective tells me he's going to do once I call, and I just put it off and put it off and put it off.
3: So I had a... Uh, I had a patient come in once, and she's been working with me for years about boundaries and appropriateness and standing up and speaking and keeping safe and all those good things. And she came in, and she was very agitated because she'd watched a made-for-TV movie. And in the made-for-TV movie, this 18-year-old had spoken out about her father sexually abusing her, and the family turned against her. And... The family turned against her and the father turned against her and said, you know, you're making this all up. You're going to rip this family apart. You have to stop this. And the end result of the movie was, right near the end, the older sister had a flashback and realized she'd been abused too. And so the father was convicted and sent away. And in the courtroom, the the judge said, and this kid goes to this foster care and this kid goes to this foster care. And my patient said to me, through her tears. So you see, Dr. Hayes, she did rip the family apart. And it took me at least 25 minutes of working with her to get her to understand that family got ripped apart when that father decided to sexually abuse his own children. That person speaking the truth only opened the space for healing, only opened the space to end the abuse and opened the possibility for healing. But this is how our culture has this turned around, and so often the pattern that gets established between people, which is abusive, gets turned around. So the person who has experienced pain is told they are the cause of the pain, Mm -hmm. and they're the cause of the pain in the other person. Right. So as you look at this, please be aware, it's probably tapping into what you experienced as extraordinarily painful and abusive and deep betrayal, etc. And you need to be willing to go through that and let it come to the surface so you can see, wait a minute, if somebody goes to jail, it's because they took other people's money and didn't pay it back. It's because they did something illegal, immoral, or violent. It's not because someone let let, let the authorities know what they'd done.
0: Yeah, my adult self-agrees with everything you're saying, and um, it is true. I think it's the unhealed part.
3: that Right, there's a younger part of you that came right out and said, he might go to jail because I made this phone call. And that's the part you have to go back and help that part of you see, oh, that's an absolute distortion that comes from my fear and my pain, as Michael was saying, so... I just wanted to Thank add that and, and congratulate you for sharing.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you.
1: Okay.
3: You and, as well. yeah, awesome. Awesome catch
2: there, Tim. And, uh, you know, Marianne, you can assure yourself if you make this phone call and he is charged and, and ends up in jail, if you're in the, in the courtroom to hear the charge read out, it won't be Marianne made a phone call and turned him in. His charge will be theft. It won't be yeah. about you. And right. to look into the power person dynamic of your life where your power person taught you, used you in order not to be responsible for their own feelings. And this is such mm-hmm. a common dynamic that that the power person has pain inside of themselves. They blame that pain. They verbally inform the uh, the child that the child's responsible for the pain, and the child buys into that belief. And the truth is, you were never responsible for your power person's pain, and you're not responsible for what this gentleman is going to go through. He is, and you can let go of that.
0: Yeah, I'm in agreement. I understand. So I thank all of you for um, the awesome. support. I really do. Thanks again. You
2: got it. Bye. You got it. Keep us Thanks. posted. Blessings. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Thanks. Bye. Jeannie.
1: Awesome. You've yeah. got another hand and up there, I think. We do. And it's area code 207. You're on the air. Who do we have? The captain.
2: Hey, young man, it's good to hear your voice. We kind of felt like we lost you for a couple of days.
6: Uh, we did lose me for a couple of days. That's okay. I was just stopped processing.
2: Well, we're glad you're you back. Know, How can we support you?
6: I was just going to um, make a statement that, you know, you, know, you know, I just had that car accident. And you remember back in when I was in the other marina, those two guys that, verbally assaulted me, and then one of them apologized, and one of them acted like it was, he was my best friend the next day waving at me and all that with a big smile. Yeah, when
3: yes. I, when
6: I had my, yeah. When I had my accident, this just came to me last night, that when I had my accident, the uh, the guy that, that hit me, he jumps out, and he's screaming all kind of profanities at me, calling me every name in the book. There was a, two witnesses, and they were both screaming at me, calling me all kinds of profanities. I mean, they were really being really, really violent, towards me and I, I, I diffuse the situation and um, I'm starting to realize that the more I process and the cleaner I feel like I'm getting and the more clear that I'm getting it's 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 amazing that some people are being extra extra nice and sweet to me and then the other one on the other hand are being super super nasty and violent and just disgusting on the other end and there's nobody in the middle it's all one or the other and it's really amazing what what's happening. I I don't know if it's just a part of the processing of cleaning my own energy up. I'm not sure.
2: Well, it it kind of sounds like, you know, you're getting bipolar responses. You're getting responses on the extreme opposite ends of the pole. And sometimes that can be a reflection of, have I ever done things on the extreme end of, of each of the poles been the, the super violent one or the uh, super sweet one. And if either of those brings up something that's less than love in me there's my next piece of work and you know it's to to always be seeing things through i mean you take what action you need to take in the world but at the same time to always see things energetically through what's this saying about me what is it that i'm ready to heal in this situation
6: cuz neither one it's not bothering me either way i just i i, I can just see it before before, I probably, on, on the violence, to feel being violent, I probably would have went and got a baseball bat and beat the shit out of him, to be honest. But now, I'm, I, I I feel for I, I, I I'm i trying to hold this space alive. I'm trying to calm him down and say, it's really not as bad as it looks. It's okay. You know? It's actually a good feeling that I'm actually awesome. seeing it. Because before, before, I think I would have got immersed into the into the negative side. And then I would have allowed that to come into me. And then I would have probably shoot on the people that are being nice to me, but right now I just I mean I oh by the way I can't I'm not gonna be able to do that super intensive, Like, I've got other plans that I'm gonna I'm gonna in, implement. And cool. um great. Yeah yeah I just wanna let you know I forgot, I forgot all about that. So, okay. Yeah.
2: This is amazing. Well we hold the space. And it, it sounds like you're Thank getting you. some of the fruit of the work that you've been doing that you can stay conscious in a highly charged emotional situation and just be the observer of it. And, you know, remember in the intensive, that's one of the things we spoke about was being the thinker apart from the thought, the feeler apart from the feelings, the actor apart from the actions. And and as I can do that, I get to process on subtler and subtler levels in myself. So it sounds like you're right on track there. I felt like I
6: was actually out of my body watching the situation that was unfolding. And, and I, literally, I literally had three people, maybe four, Screaming the f word at me, calling me names. This, that, that, that. And really, it was just an accident. I, th- I thought it was a four-way stop, and when I, I thought that well, my left was going to stop, so I pulled out, and I never saw the guy on the right. He just, he, must, he said he was going twenty. He must have been going fifty or sixty. Mm. So yeah, and then they then, then they all come out and and, and trying to attack me. And, and is it is it that um that when we start doing our work and cleaning our energy up, is it that the universe? like they say, the universe will try and step in there and keep you where you are rather than let you go forward? Is that what's going on?
2: Well, well, I think on an energetic level, we'll draw ourselves into circumstances. We'll do things in a way that will give us the opportunity to do the next piece of work that we need to do. And, you know, if you when you think about some of the abuses that you've been through, I suspect that perhaps you have developed the habit of not being in your body, of disassociating from yourself. And it sounds like perhaps what you're doing is you're now coming back into yourself and coming back into conscious awareness. And that's a pretty nice, uh, pretty nice result to create. And, and to be able to observe things from that space of being, of conscious, active, present love, Instead of being totally and completely lost in the energies of whatever's going on in the world, especially when it's got that kind of super high intensity.
6: Yeah, it was it was really amazing. I mean, I get out of my car and my you know I busted my head open, so I got blood all down my face, all my shirt, and 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 they're, they're freaking out on me. I'm just I was just amazed at how people could act. I was just, I was blown away that wow. And then the more I thought about it after I got out of the hospital, the more I thought about it, like wow, this is crazy.
2: Yeah, have you ever acted like that?
6: Uh, you know what? I don't know if i have acted the way they had. They did. I think they was far worse than I've ever been. Yeah. I think I'm getting, like you said, the bipolar extremes of it. Just it was so. It was just so. It was just amazing to watch it. Watch it going down.
2: Yeah, and it sounds like you're getting to the neutral point, which is great. So you just land right in the middle. It's a good place yeah, to I was be. Right.
6: I was okay with what was going on. I just, you know, I was trying, I don't know. I just, thank you so much. I know there's other callers. Sounds like doing
2: there, your so. work, my friend. I'm
6: Sounds trying. Sounds like
2: doing your work. Awesome. All right. All right, sir. Well, you're here thank you. holding this face, and we'll look forward to the next time we get face to face. Yes, holding a face. Okay. All right. Blessings. Blessings to you. Take care. Bye bye.
1: And we have another caller, and it's area code 517. You're on the air. Hi, friend.
2: Well, hey there, young man. Sounds like Rex.
5: It is. I was expecting another caller. There was another person in front of me, but I thought, so I wasn't quite ready. But I'm getting my earpiece in now so you can hear me clear. Uh. It was uncommenting on the last conversation with the gentleman. Uh, Did you call him Captain?
2: Yes. Uh Uh-huh.
5: Oh, cool. Uh, When he was talking about how he had, you know, experienced the clearing himself and he was maintaining neutrality and seemed to be pretty calm in the process, I noticed for quite a while because I had – I don't know exactly why or what the dynamic is or how it happens, but I did – see for, for quite a while after I stopped exploding outwardly to people in my anger that I had been dealing with over the years, that when I stopped, I saw a number of occasions where it just seemed to keep coming back to me and showing me, my, my insight that I got was, it was showing me what the action looked like, and then I was able to tap into different sensory experiences that I had inside me in relationship to how it felt by that, you know, action being taken toward me. And I could could feel pretty neutral, but then I started to notice that I was able to get in touch with more clearly how the ramifications of my actions. And so I may not have reacted to the experience of that anger coming to me, but I got to see deeper levels of insight inside me of how it affected others when I acted that way. And so there were – so, so uh, if the captain's still on, is to, to be open and, and receptive to what it is that, you know, you're attracting a situation to you for. It may not be so, you know, outwardly, uh, you know, obvious, and there may be more subtleties in there that are opening up. And th- I've seen that over the years – and then eventually what happened is that those events just stopped happening in my experience. It, you know, uh, it would, I can't even remember the last time somebody really completely lost it or started raising their voice or yelling at me angrily. And, you know, there was a time when, you know, it seemed to happen much more often than I would like to admit. <laughs> So I I thought that might be helpful. And then with that, I'm able to see not only how my actions have an effect on others, I'm able to see those more subtler judgments inside me that I had made about myself in those actions that I didn't even know I had made as well. So that was the input I had um, uh, for the gentleman who was just on the program.
2: Good input, Rex. And tell us more about that last statement that you made.
5: I'll elaborate on that was. a little bit.
2: The, well, <laughs> where you said I was able to see more of what was going on inside myself, the judgments I'd made, et cetera.
5: Yes, uh, you know, initially when I was um, having my outbursts and I was expressing my anger outwardly to cover up my sadness and my pain, I I had judged my parents and one of my models for the anger was more my dad than my mom she had a different you know uh, approach so dad was more of that outward model and what I did is I that the feelings that I had inside me in my earlier days I learned from them that cause was external and so although that wasn't true that's what I learned so I incorporated that into that idea system and with that idea system i would see my dad acting and yelling and then i would feel sadness or pain or fear and then because i was being taught that that was an external event that was causing it i thought he was the cause so i would judge him and then i would forget about those judgments you know dissociate from the ideas that i had made up about them when in truth what i was really doing Below that, another level was I was judging myself for having judgments of him. It was a very intricate process because I, I just got wrapped up in that whole idea system of judging. And when it when later on in life, when I started acting out the behavior, and it, it was even as a young young person, I did it. I started acting out the behavior. I was unconscious in my judgments of my dad's behavior. But that translated into me judging my behavior and, and making it wrong and then making me uh, wrong in how I felt about being angry. And so there would just be this downward spiral into the abyss of this anger and rage. And all along, I was hiding this deep level of sadness from myself. And so as I started uncovering the anger which was based in fear and sadness, I started revealing the sadness and the fear that I had inside me, and it moved from thinking it had to do with my parents to it having to do with myself. And then once I started, you know, recognizing the judgments I had of myself, that I had done it wrong and I was bad and I was shameful and I was guilty, and then I resolved and and started opening up that material, and once that started to integrate, I felt peace, and on a rare occasion where I might have an outburst, I was able to resolve the outburst quicker, get to the cause of my judgment of myself for the outburst, and the feelings I was hiding from myself, integrate it, and the outcome would change as to the effects of the outburst for the people and also myself. And the end result for me was it gradually, and coming back to the original part, I gradually let go of the idea that I was doing it wrong. And as I let go of that, I let go of the need to try to cover up the idea that I was doing it wrong inside me and let go of the idea that I was wrong. And then all of a sudden I realized, gosh, I'm okay. And then it started getting closer and closer. And over time, it's just gradually incorporating the idea that not only am I okay, I'm created in the image and likeness of love, as love, and that's who I am. And these behaviors and idea systems that I uncovered and belief structures and goals that I had running with them as the driver's, were just revealed and I was able to let them go and, and cancel my goals and just incorporate more and more healing into the process. And honestly, life has just gotten a whole lot more pleasant as an experience inside. And as far as I can tell, most of the people I engage with seem to be having a relatively pleasant experience with me as well, which kind of a nice benefit.
2: Yeah, that's definitely one of the benefits is we get to be a lot nicer to be with when we stop playing that power person dynamic and for those who are new to the work who perhaps haven't been through the codependence work, one of the things we point out in our codependence to interdependence uh, workshop is that because most people live in denial and denial causes us to dissociate from content And then once one has hidden or dissociated from content, then they make pictures of other people out of that content. And the way that usually works with the power person is the power person, in this case you're talking about rage, will will have rage and point to the three-year-old and say, you make me so angry and externalize the cause. using Literally using the three-year-old, which is just so ludicrous when you think about it. Uh, You know, here's this, you know, 180-pound, six-foot person who's telling a three-year-old that the three-year-old's controlling him and making them so angry, And, and the adult is literally using the child as a screen upon which to project its own pain, his or her own pain. And when that happens, the child tends to learn the same behavior. The child grows up and becomes the user and delivers the message to the next three-year-old, you made me so angry. And passing that message along uh, literally follows the power person dynamic of becoming the user. And it's interesting in the Aramaic, we are, our own neighbor so we can play that thing out. And I think what you're describing more here, Rex, is playing that out with yourself where, you know, you're, you're taking it out on yourself and the whole idea of the work is to become conscious. And I think that's what we've heard. Captain uh, kind of uh, alluding to that he's experiencing, Oh, Being able to step back and function as love and not have to play any of those games, blame it on anybody, blame it on himself, simply see the energy, diffuse it, forgive the energy, and live in the presence of love, even with the guy who just at 50 miles an hour drove into my car, cancel the thought. So it, uh, it it changes the whole game uh, from every direction when we can see those power person dynamics if we've been involved in them as children and or if we've done them as adults which if we were involved as children we certainly did them as adults and to just become conscious and solve those things and and as you say we actually get to be a whole lot more fun to be with for yourself and for other people it uh, it definitely changes the game.
5: Hmm. Yes, excellent clarification because that's that's what I was describing as codependency, and you know I was uh, sharing it from more of an experiential level. That was great way framed it. Thank you. Uh, I had one other thought. Um, Oh, go ahead, Michael.
2: No, go ahead. I'm finished.
5: Um, I had one other thought. I think one other, Tim. I might have two. (laughs) Uh, But the experience that I was hearing. The captain go through What, what uh, it, it just really resonated in me, how as I become more and more comfortable with who I really am as love, there may be situations that occur that appear to be quite um, intense, and people may be going through very emotional outbursts. But what I've noticed is I may still be there observing it, seeing the result and the outcome and the effect all in the experience, but the difference is it wasn't necessarily directed at me. And what, it, what, what I, I got out of that piece, Michael, you've talked about this, I'm sure, I, I've heard you talk about it, and that is when, when I become more aware of self, and the love that I am, then that love guides me to be in a space where I can support love being represented consciously there. And, th- and that's a, a beautiful responsibility, and that comes with the idea that we are, the understanding that we are true love, and that love is going to be represented wherever it needs to, and that love will guide us to show up there. So that was the other part as well I thought was valuable. Are you
2: on mute, Michael? My mute button hid from me there for a minute. <laughs>
5: awesome. So thank you
2: so, for yep. giving me the opportunity I to share. You. Nice, nice. Thanks for the clarification and helping uh, for everybody to build the brain cells. That's the, the process for sure.
5: Well, cool. I'll go back on mute. and unmute, see if you have another caller.
2: Okay. Blessings. So we've got about uh, five minutes or so left. If uh, anybody has another comment for us, question, thought, Dr. Jim, any thoughts to add?
1: I think he's dropped off too. <laughs> ah, okay. So I do have a, well, any- Michelle had uh, sent me some text, and uh, a lot of the conversation that Rex was having, she said, you know, reminds her of some of the mind shifters groups that they've had and, and some of the processing that's been going on. But, uh, then also with captain, she said, um, that the other day that a lady in the building just raged at her like a lunatic. And it wasn't one of the people from the mind shifters group, but that, you know, it's, uh, you know, that resonated that memory of that happening when captain was talking about what happened to him. She said, she thought of captain when, when, uh, that did happen to her, too, so you're not alone out there, Captain. And nobody has their hand up, and there's no comments in the chat room.
2: Well, then, if there's anybody, we've got a couple minutes left for, uh, for conversation. Our call-in number is 646-200-4169. And if we can help to clarify any of these principles, any of these ideas and, you know, to, uh, to recognize that the process of doing this work, when you realize that, you know, if you come from a thousand generations of rage and fear and, you know, all of the insanities that go on, it's like each of those things, each of those energetic experiences creates a cloud. And, When we find ourselves in a situation that resonates those clouds in us, those clouds start moving and we lack clarity, we lack conscious awareness. And Jeannie tells me we've got a caller, so let's tap in with our caller. When you forgive you remove those clouds it's like just allowing the clouds of a thousand generations to dissolve so that you have clarity in every situation and in that clarity comes the presence of love which is awesome our caller is it's area code
1: 248 is this Michelle i think she's going to clarify i said something wrong
4: <laughs> so um hi michael so what happened hey young lady welcome thanks i Just real real quick, I know you're ending the show out. Um, Rex was sharing about how he's noticed his experience of um, people reflecting his anger has um, evolved over time, and he actually kind of rhetorically posed. I can't remember the last time someone, you know, like, raged on me. And I'm like, what do you mean? Chaplin did. Because I um, had shared that with Rex yesterday because um, there was a, a building manager who, like, rents rooms and such at the facility we use for our mind shifter group and there was an incident a couple of weeks ago where it's seemingly unprovoked, right? Um she started raging on me and observers validated that, you know, it seemed um un um warranted. And so that, you know, in this in the process of moving through how it impacted me and how Tony related it and how you know, other people in the group related it um was all real fascinating because um I I saw the parallel there with um you know, the situation and ideally what an opportunity because it was at six thirty, half hour before my mind the group is supposed to start and, you know, it just has become a rich ground for exploration over the last couple of weeks. So that was really the only thing I wanted to clarify.
2: So it sounds like the building manager gave you a uh, a gift by opening a space for there to be some work to be done. How cool is that?
4: Exactly, and we've been using this um, <laughs> concept of the observer to really um, take it to another level because I can.
2: Awesome. Very cool. All right. That well, thanks for uh, for share, sharing that. We're planning to have one. You have one, too. And everybody, uh, we just joined here in supporting you and having the best year yet of your eternal life. It's such an awesome gift to give the world. If any of this conversation has been meaningful, it'll be available in a free MP3 that you can download. You can Connect it to an email. Send it to somebody or copy the link and uh, send them the link so they can listen to the show. And uh, we invite you to bring a stranger to the show on Monday. And uh, have a blessed weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and myself, Jeannie Rice, as we present the Internal Aramaic Process of Forgiveness. We are here every Monday through Friday on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael or myself or forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. That's www.whyagain.org.